The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. Hi, this is Mia Mosenzel, also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon. It's now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, iTunes, Anchor FM, Radio Public, and themikewagnershow.com. Mike brings you great guests and interesting people from all across the globe. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another great episode of the Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonicweb Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. And brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia Missing, available on Amazon and Paperback and Ebar. We're here with an amazing lady from Richmond, Virginia, who's an author and registered hospice nurse, um, also a case manager residing in that wonderful area. She also volunteers at a local animal shelter and also has three pit bulls, a long-haired chihuahua, and a Brussels Griffin, like to hear more about that. And she also has a new book uh, talking about her journey with Lyme disease and her um, rescue dog saving her life. And the book is called Me and Mr. Monks. And that looks really cute over there, too. And I just want to come out and pet the little guy. So live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Richmond, Virginia, the author and registered hospital nurse of um, Richmond, Virginia, case manager and the author of uh, Me and Mr. Monks, ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented. Dawn Blair. Dawn, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great. great. It's great to have you on board as well, too. So you're an author and registered hospice nurse case manager residing in Richmond, Virginia. You volunteer at local animal shelter. You got three pit bulls, a large long-haired chihuahua, and a Brussels griffin. Like to hear more about that. Your new book, Me and Mr. Monks, uh, talk about your journey with Lyme disease and your rescue dog saving her life. And before getting to all that, tell us how you first got started. Um, well, well, it, with writing or or how me and Mr. Monks met? Just uh, just just your career uh, overall, you know, going way back, way way back. So, so um, you know, I have a I have one degree in public relations, and I went back to school in nineteen or two thousand six, um, or two thousand nine to get my nursing degree, um, and that was inspired by my mother, who was um had a lifetime of illness and um, passed away um, at the young age of 63. Uh, So I decided to go back to school to become a nurse. Um, I've done all types of nursing. Uh, I've worked at the biggest hospital in Richmond, Virginia, which is uh, BCU uh, Medical Center, which used to be MCV. Um, I worked there for six years. I've worked for Bon Secours. I've I've done many nursing jobs, such, you know, anything from med surge to uh, triage in a clinic. Um, and hospice is my niche. Um, I've been doing hospice for a little over three and a half years for Hospice of Virginia, uh, which is a company um, uh, out of, you know, out of Virginia. Um, and um, I, I, it's the only kind of nursing I really want to do. <laughs> okay. All right. And um, also, what was that one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career? Well, for the rest of my career, I would really like to professionally write. Um, 
you know, I would like to retire from nursing at some point and professionally write because that is my love. Um, I love to write. I love to write, you know, short stories. Um, I'm working on my second book now. Um, I love to write songs, poetry, anything. Um, I'm very creative. Um, I do a lot of arts and crafts, you know, any kind of anything that involves visual arts. Mm hmm. OK. And how'd you first get started in writing? Well, um, you know, I've always been a really good writer. You know, when, when I would comment on uh, other people's things, uh, posts on Facebook and such, um, you know, it, it was always people would remark how eloquent I wrote. Um, I wrote my my mother's eulogy when she passed away and the whole um, everyone there was was in, in tears. Um, and it's always come really easily to me. Um, I decided to write this book um, after uh, about a month after he passed away in October of 2021, um, because I wanted the world to know how amazing he was and how unbelievable of a little soul he, he was. Um, and I, I wanted it as so, sort of a memorial to him. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So we'll talk about, uh, you know, Mr. Monks being your dog as well, too. And I noticed you've got some uh, pictures of dogs up there. Maybe you can just um, show us up there. Your uh, cute dogs up there and just uh, tell us a bit about them. It's like, you know, they're smiling. One's got, um, you know, a little sunflower on him. And uh, maybe tell us a bit about your dogs as well. So these dogs are all former. They're all former shelter dogs from the Richmond Animal Care and Control, which is the Richmond City Shelter. Um, you know, these are some of my favorites. Um, this is my, by far my favorite right here. Um, his name was Porky. Mm, he had okay. a horrible, horrible story, um, that he came back from. Um, this one, is, this one we fostered, um, until she, she, we did phosphorus on her. Um, she was dying from mammary cancer and, um, she lived about two weeks, um, um, this is another picture of Porky. Um, the, the same one as this. Uh, this one's Nellie, one of my favorite dogs. Um, I, I tried to adopt her, but um, my female that I have did not like her. They did not get along. Mm. <laughs> oh, I know how that goes. I know how that goes. Oh, my gosh. Um, she was a, um amazing dog. Uh, I could have worked. I'm also a certified dog trainer. And um. I could have done some magical things with her. Um, but, you know, when, when, when they don't get along, they don't get along. Um, the female that I have is very, very, she's an alpha now. She's, she thinks she rules the roost and things, you know, she doesn't want another female in the house. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I have one female pit bull and all the rest of my dogs are males. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. You'll, we'll talk about more about your dogs as well. We'll talk about um, Mr. Monks as well, too, and your amazing book and your journey. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundcrabstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Soundcrab Studios is the answer. Soundcrab Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 
888-303-3960 or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, International Warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries. Two strangers, one target. Where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has garnered great reviews. And Eve 11 enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson-Zia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms, heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also, heard on BitChute, Rumble, and Hamilton Radio every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, and more. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with author and registered uh, hospice uh, nurse case manager residing in uh, Richmond, Virginia, Dawn Blair of the book, Me and Mr. Monks here on the Mike Widener Show. And before we talk about uh, the book and your uh, precious Mr. Monks, you have um, also have uh, quite a few um, dogs yourself. And you have uh, three pet bulls. You got a long-haired chihuahua and a Brussels Griffin. And uh, tell us more about your family. And if you got uh, additional dogs, feel free to talk about as well. Well, I have a husband. Um, <laughs> uh, I do have that. And uh, um, I have uh, the three pit bulls. I have a nine-year-old female and um, a six-year-old male American bully, which is my husband's, and then a five-year-old um, American pit bull terrier that I rescued myself from being euthanized. Um, he was literally sedated on the table to mm. be put to sleep. Um, and I came at just the right time. Um, he had been our foster dog. He is a special needs dog. Um, he has brain, he has brain damage. He is very much like having an autistic child with ADHD. Um, you know, he's like a Forrest Gump, mm -hmm. but, uh, I wouldn't trade him for the world. He he's come so far. And, um, then I have these two little dogs that are, um, you know, they're different. Uh, they're, I have a long haired Chihuahua which I got for Christmas last year. And then a Brussels, nice. a Brussels Griffon. Um, so Mr. Monks was half Brussels Griffon, um, which is a very rare breed of dog. Hmm. Um, and, and they're more prevalent in California, the West coast, but they're not, you can't find them um, on the East coast. So when my vet found this breeder of Brussels Griffons, she sent me her way. And I, of course I got a, a male Brussels Griffon and um, he has a lot of the qualities that Mr. Monks had. Um, you know, he is very much a mama's, mama's boy and um, very attached. They're, they're like, they're Velcro dogs. You know, they're always attached to you. Um, he is, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty 
you know, he's, he likes, he wears clothes. He'll get dressed up for you. He'll, he'll, he wants to please you. Um, <laughs> the Chihuahua, not so much. It's like owning a cat. Mm -hmm. I know how that goes. Yes. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. My cats are not here. If, if they heard me say that, they'd probably claw my eyes out. Thank God. I have cats in this at this point. So. <laughs> And um, also, what inspired you to um, to rescue dogs and uh, rescue animals? What was the one precise moment that got you interested in that? I have always, always um, had an affinity for animals, pretty much over humans. Um, you know, I've always been felt a closeness to all all types of animals. Um, you know, I, I did horseback riding all through my childhood and teenage years um, and into adulthood. Um, you know, uh, but dogs have always been my favorite and, you know, I, I guess I really got into rescuing, um, when I started rescuing pit bulls, um, I got into watching the show pit bulls and parolees and, um, I felt like, oh, well, I, I want to, I want to do that. And so, um, I actually got to meet her. I actually got to meet Tia Torres from pit bulls and parolees and, and, uh, do a workshop with her. I have photos of myself with her. Um, it was one of the greatest moments ever. Um, but, uh, she's a wealth of knowledge. And, um, I started volunteering here in Richmond with a pit bull group called ring dog rescue. And, um, you know, they're the biggest pit bull rescue in, in Virginia. Um, but you know, pit bulls are so, they've got such a bad rap and they're frequently put to sleep. Um, you know, not even looked at not even, uh, you know, in a lot of shelters, they're not even available for adoption. They just put them to sleep. They don't even give them a chance. And so I guess feeling like they're the underdog, um, it, that's kind of what got me into it. And I rescued my first pit bull off of a chain in New Kent, out in New Kent County, out in a rural part of New Kent County in, in Virginia. She lived on a chain and uh, by herself, and she um, was 25 pounds. And should have been 50. Um, she was eaten up with fleas. Mm. Uh, she was missing a lot of hair down her back and her all the whole her whole tail. Um, her teeth were were ground down to the gums. Um, and um, she had been, been bred multiple times. Um, I found out her 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 original owner was in prison um, for for robbery, and he um, had. Before that, he had drug her down the road behind his um, truck and ripped her paws off, you know, the, the skin off of her paws. Um, anyway, she was eight years old when I rescued her. Um, a friend of mine knew about her and contacted me. So um, it was the summer of 2012, the summer I was my last, it was my last semester of nursing school. And um, her name was Daisy. And she was black and white. And um, she was an amazing, amazing dog. And she was full blood American Pit Bull Terrier. She was well bred, you could tell. Um, and um, because the guy that had her originally got her from a breeder. But um, she had, you know, pit bulls have webbed feet. Um, if they are a true pit bull and they're full, fully full breed pit bull, they have webbed feet. Mm. And she had big webbed feet. Um, you know, because they're supposed to be excellent swimmers. But um, 
Yeah, she she had wonderful breeding. She was a wonderful, wonderful dog. And um, in 2017, she died of a glioblastoma brain tumor that we had no idea she had until it was too late. Mm. But she was a wonderful dog. And I'm, I was fortunate to have, have found out about her and to have taken her away from that place where she was living. And she never looked back. Hmm. That sounds like an amazing dog. Now, now do pit bulls require special training or are, can they be trained like uh, just any other breed or type of dog? You, you can train, you know, if you, if you're knowledgeable of dog training, you can train your own, you can train your pit bull. I mean, you really can, you know, my, like, so Eleanor, our white pit bull that we have now, our nine-year-old female, she is deaf. Um, we got her from ring dog rescue and, uh, she, because she was deaf, she had a lot of issues. Like she would throw tantrums and she would, she was very hard to deal with, but because we are dog savvy, me and my husband, we dealt with it and got her through the first year of her life without, you know, returning. I mean, we wouldn't have returned her, but I'm sure there are people that would have, um, she had IBS like irritable bowel syndrome. She was, she would come, she would, Frequently, she she was hard to crate train. She was hard to potty train. Everything. The one saving grace was I had Daisy, my other, my, the first pit bull that I rescued, and she raised her and she she mothered her because she had had so many puppies. And um, that's one thing like a deaf dog needs is is a, is a is a role model. They need a role model because if not, they don't learn how to be a dog um, because they're missing that sense. And um, she did an amazing job with Eleanor. Eleanor has gone through therapy dog training. She um, has been to assisted living homes. She um, she goes everywhere. She's been in parades. She's been in calendars. She has she has been everywhere. I mean, we that dog we can take anywhere with us, and not and she's going to act better than any child in that environment. Mm, interesting. She, that. She she's so smart. She is so highly intelligent. Um, I taught her. Um, I trained her with sign language, so she knows signs um, because she can't hear. Um, so, but you know, she she is so so smart. Um, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds like my sounds like my dog in a sense but it's just like you know it kind of it kind of pushes the boundaries i know how that goes so <laughs> yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah but she's highly intelligent mm -hmm. and, and of course you know you know especially with breeds and everything what what type of breeds uh, of dogs are considered the easiest to train and what uh, breeds of dogs are considered the most challenging and difficult well the I'll tell you some of the most challenging ones are like your a beagle, a basset hound, your hound group, the whole hound, all hounds, hounds are hard to train to do anything. <laughs> uh oh, our dog's in trouble. Although she's half beagle, half boxer, still in trouble. Thanks for letting me boxers know about it. So. <laughs> boxers usually are are not hard to train. So you, you lucked out there. Pit bulls are, are are easy to train if you know what you're doing. Um, you know, they, I mean, like with Eleanor, we, we, we started out early. We took her to every, we took her everywhere we went. We took her and introduced her to other animals, chickens, birds, um, horses, cows, um, children, 
we socialized her with everything. So she doesn't know anything is prey. She, she doesn't have prey drive. She has zero prey drive. Like a lot of pit bulls that are not socialized in that way have a high prey drive. And so they think a cat is, is dinner. And so, you know, Eleanor doesn't think that way because she was, she brought up around cats and chickens and horses and, and cows and all other sorts of animals. And she loves kids. And our other two pit bulls, we're not so sure because we got them when they were older. And I'm not sure that how they would react to cat, a cat. Um, small dogs are fine with. I mean, some 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 dogs you can't even have small dogs around. Some large dogs, you know. Um, but luckily, um, our our three pit bulls are very good with small dogs. And in fact, um, when Monkey was alive, he ruled the house. Um, he was in charge, and it was very obvious. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of sounds like it too. And um, you're talking about having like um, a high prey drive and a low prey drive. You know, you know, most of it being born in a breed. Now, can can the high prey drive uh, be controlled or trained to a normal or low prey drive, or is it just high prey is just simply high prey? You can work on it with different tactics. You know, like um, you know, desensitizing them. Um, so having them around those things that cause them to have that prey drive, like, so say, say your boxer has a high prey drive to, um, or is, it thinks, thinks of chickens as prey. You never want to let them loose around chickens, but you take them around chickens, let them see chickens, let him be around chickens, not, not by himself. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, kind of desensitizing is, is the, is, is how you can, get some of the prey drive out of them not all that's not that not that's not for all dogs but some some okay. mm -hmm. like with cats especially with cats if you ha if you have a cat and you want a dog that that is cat not real friendly with cats you can you can desensitize them to cats okay Okay. And then, and then going back to the pit bull as well, too, that you know, it can be, um, you know, you know, good to train if they're know what they're doing. Now, does it still require a special training? Like, you know, if they're know what they're doing or does that require like, you know, some kind of class or what are some of the special things or special training that's required for pit bulls? It's like, you can, you know, train like, you know, almost any kind of dog, but what special training is required? You know, especially, especially know what they're doing when it comes to a pit bull. Well, you know, you want to make sure that you do a lot of research on the breed and that you um, teach them basic obedience at, at the least basic obedience and that you're using the right equipment. Um, I hate to see people using retractable leashes on large dogs or small dogs for that matter. Um, they are just dangerous um, in all, in many extremes. Um, and also uh, any kind of, um, off-leash training is a no-no um, because, you know, things happen. And, um, you know, pit bulls have gotten a bad rap because they've got owner, pretty much because their owners are, are un, uneducated and um, think, oh, well, I'm going to train my dog to, to off-leash, you know, to respect me and to respond to me without a leash. Well, that doesn't always work. And usually, most, most definitely doesn't work with the pit bull breed. Um, you know, I always, we always, um, when we take our dogs out walking, 
we we either have harnesses or we have you know um, a martingale collar or something. There, none of them are vicious at all. But um, we don't let other dogs come running up to them because that's also a no no. Like my dog doesn't need to meet your dog. I'm you know that doesn't need to happen honestly. Um, another thing is dog parks. Dog dog parks are a no, that's that's a terrible place to go and get into trouble mm. <laughs> especially with certain breeds of dogs okay um, well, yeah i mean i think a your normal intelligent person could get a pit bull and train it uh, basic basic obedience and be fine you know it's just you can't just let it you just can't let them like any dog you can't like get a dog and let it run wild and think it's going to train itself mm-hmm but I mean, they don't require any kind of special trainer per se, unless they have a behavioral problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that, that's the difference is, is that you have to have like, you know, a bit more special training, a bit more cognitive and everything else. And of course with your uh, Mr. Monks as well too, being um, a Brussels Griffin. And of course we talked about some breeds being easy, some breeds difficult. What would you say the degree of difficulty in uh, raising or training a Brussels Griffin? Or Gryphon, I should say. I'm sorry. Well, from he was perfectly trained. He already knew everything. He he. I mean, I didn't have to train him to do anything. Um, he was perfect. Um, my Brussels Gryphon that I have now, potty training him was very difficult. Um, we sent him. I actually sent him away for a week because I couldn't. I just was like, I I I, I had I I was over it. Um. And I have a behavioral trainer that I work with and I sent him away to daycare or, or training boarding, boarding camp for a week. And he, he learned um, some things. Um, he's very, they're very high strong. And I never knew that until now. He is very hyper um, and um, hard to get his attention. Mm. Um, but he is willing to, he wants to please you. Mm. Um, but potty training him was a nightmare. I bet. Potty training the Chihuahua was not hard. But my Chihuahua is quite a bit smarter. Mm-hmm. And they're only about a, a month apart in age. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. And of course, we'll talk about uh, Mr. Monks as well, too. And you know something? It's great that he saved your life. We'll talk about that along with the book with um, author uh, Don Blair. You listen to The Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SoundWebStudios.com for all your needs. And brought to you by official sponsor, The Mike Wagner Show, International Warring Author, Mia Moses, The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author Don Blair of Me and Mr. Monks. After this time, the Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1 800 303 3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real life relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. 
you know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia. He is the author of Missing. And I wanna give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to the Mike Wagner Show. You heard me. We're back with author Don Blair of Me and Mr. Monks here on the Mike Widener Show and registered hospice nurse care uh, residing in Richmond, Virginia. And the book, uh, Me and Mr. Monks, it's a story of a special little rescue dog that basically just saved your life and just very heartwarming. And, um, you know, a bit about the book as well, too. And um, saving your life, I mean, that has to be really important as well, too. I love hearing more about the book. So um, I, I wrote the book. About I started writing the book about a month after he passed away as kind of a memorial to him, um, and it just it, go, it it entails everything from from when he was rescued the day he was rescued which was Valentine's Day 2015, um, up till after his passing um, we did so many things together um, we went we went everywhere together I took him everywhere. He went on our yearly beach trip with us. He went. He he also competed in you know was in parades. He competed in contests. Um, I would take him to assisted living homes. He had his he had his own little doctor's outfit he would wear. Um, he's in a he's been in coffee table book. He's been in co- several calendars himself. Nice. Um, but uh, you know um, when I got sick in 2017. Um, I started getting sick in June of 2017 and it started out with these open sores on my face. And uh, I had those for three and a half years. If you can imagine a woman with open ulcers, deep ulcers on her face um, that never would go away um, for three and a half years. Um, I went to 26 doctors over the three and a half year time period to try to get help and nobody would take me seriously. They all said I was crazy and that, that I was, um, you know, that, that I was doing this to myself, that I needed to see a psychiatrist. Um, but I mean, I knew something was really wrong. And, um, you know, I also had other symptoms, you know, headaches, um, dizziness, uh, you know, chronic insomnia, um, numbness and tingling in my feet to the point where I couldn't stand up, um, swelling in my legs. And, um, you know, also I lost a lot of my vision. Oh, wow. Like now I'm legally blind. Mm. Um, so I knew something was very wrong. Um, the last, I guess six months or so before I was diagnosed, I couldn't even work. And Mr. Monks was constantly there. He was, my constant, you know, little sidekick. He was always with me. Um, and we just grew closer and closer. And, you know, I, back, back then I used to think about suicide every week. I, I thought about killing myself because I had no life. My life was miserable. 
I mean, I couldn't leave my house. I didn't leave my house for three months. Wow. Um, because I couldn't, um, because I had these huge wounds on my face. Um, so, you know, I contemplated killing myself many times. And I remember one day, um, one morning, trying to put makeup on to cover up these wounds on my face and I, and I couldn't do it. And, um, I just, you know, fell in the floor and just sat there sobbing. And I was like inconsolable. And I looked up in the doorway and there he was standing there staring at me. And it was at that point I said to myself, I, I cannot leave him. Um, because what his whole world revolves around me. And, um, you know, so I kept fighting for him. And, um, you know, so he was the reason I kept going. So when I say he saved my life, he really did. He saved me from myself. I'm just very touched by the story. I mean. Well, thank you. No, we're still, we're still on air, guys. Just wanted to say that. So that's just one of the most um, compelling stories I've heard right here on the show. And it's just so amazing. It's almost like ha having a child right by you, whether it's a daughter or son or anything like that. And you do anything for Mr. Monks. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. I would. I would. Okay. Because he was like having a child. Mm-hmm. And um, there's 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 one I forgot to uh, ask as well too. Uh, how 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 they come up with the name uh, Mr. Monks? So when he was my foster dog um, through Ring Dog Rescue, because Ring Dog Rescue, the pit bull rescue, rescued him, and um, they they let their fosters pick the dog's name. Oh, okay. so he he looked like when he got rescued, he he didn't look like he looks in this in this book right, in this picture right here. Mm -hmm. He a mess. Um, he looked kind of like a cross between a gremlin and an Ewok. And um, oh my goodness, he was wild, and um, he was missing a lot of hair on his back and under his chin, and um, he had a lot of scabs on him. He had oozing wounds and and a uh, terrible ear infection, and he was on antibiotics for um, months and medicated baths every other day. Um, but I thought he looked like a monkey. Oh, I get it. Okay. I All right. I was thinking more of that TV show, Monk, or it's like you, yeah, you the monks in the monastery, you know, walking around with the, oh, you know, the Gregorian chant, you know, going on 24 7. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. <laughs> but so when I started his Instagram account, I had to come up with something, you know, more catchier than a little catchier than Monkey. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought, Mr. Monks. And, um, that's 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 how that name came to be and you know he was such a handsome and suave looking fella um he and he would always i have so many photos of him dressed up he had so many outfits and he would um he was like a little supermodel he would just sit there for hours for you taking to take pictures of him he mm -hmm. loved it. he ate it up and um so um that's that's how i came up with the name mr monks um from from his original name that I gave him monkey. Okay. And uh, also uh, what can we learn from the story about uh, me and Mr. Monks and what can we learn about, um, you know, the book and what can we learn from this whole experience? Well, 
you know, I want people to take away um, the the importance of rescue um, and adoption. Um, animal rescue is a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, just because it's a rescue dog doesn't mean they're broken. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong with them. It just means they might need a little more extra time to acclimate. Um, but they, you know, there's nothing better than a rescue dog. I, I can say that for sure. Um, because they love you until the day they die because you rescued them. Um, you know, a, a second point I would like to make is that animal, that, that, that human animal bond that, that is so strong. Um, I had the most beautiful, beautiful relationship with monkey, um, or Mr. Monks. Um, it was a beautiful friendship. Um, he was my very best friend. Um, and I, I know, I know I'll never have that again. Um, but you know, that bond can sometimes be so strong, um, that, there are people out there that will not ever experience it. And it's sad because, you know, it is a beautiful thing to experience. Um, and I want people to know that out there, there, there possibly is your Mr. Monks, you know? Um, and then thirdly is chronic, you know, chronic illness and, and my battle with chronic illness and how you have to be your own advocate. You have to be your own advocate or pay, you know, for yourself, for your health, because doctors aren't just going to help you. Um, you have to put your foot down and sometimes get really nasty before you will ever get help. Um, so being your own advocate for your health care is a huge, huge um, deal in my eyes. Um, being a nurse, being somebody that suffers from chronic illness, um, I think that is a huge, huge deal. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, when it comes to animal, animal rescue and everything else, uh, how can we help? Um, buy the book. <laughs> um, and know, besides that, I know that besides that, um, you can like, you know, if you're looking for a dog or a cat or anything, you know, go to your local shelter. Okay. Um, you know, go to your local shelter go to your local animal rescues. You know, if you want a specific breed, they have a rescue for any of them, for all of them. Um, go that route. Um, you know, adoption, adoption is, is much better than purchasing an, an animal. Mm. That is so true. I've heard a lot about that. And of course we adopted animals ourselves. And of course I'm going to come out and say, I'm not a fan of uh, purchasing a dog or a cat at a pet store whatsoever. There's, Millions of them running around there. It's like, you're right. You're better off uh, just getting an adoption. You never know what they, um, you know, what they go through in pet stores. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't. They, most of them are from puppy mills from the ones you see in pet stores. I mean, there are good breeders out there. I'm not saying that there aren't any good, there's no good breeders because there certainly are. Um, but there's a lot of bad ones too. Okay. All right. Well, that'd be another time as well too. And lastly, uh, where can we get the book, Me and Mr. Monks, and uh, how, how do, and what and how do we get more information? Well, you can get more information from his website, MrMonks.com. Um, the book is also available on that website, um, MrMonks.com. Um, and the book is available through Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. 
Okay. We're certainly checked those out. We're with uh, author Don Blair of me and Mr. Monks here on the Mike Wagner show. Learned a lot about animals and just a really compelling story about um, Mr. Monks and the special bond between him and Dawn. And uh, just a few more things here. Love to have you back. Uh, what else can we expect from me in 2022 and 23 and beyond, Dawn? Well, um, like I mentioned previously, I, I'm working on my second book now. Um, it is also about one of my dogs. Um, I like to write true life. I like, I like, um, nonfiction, um, stories that really happened. Um, this, this book is about Bradley, my special needs pit bull, um, that I rescued from, from literally, um, being, um, euthanized. He, I called, I, I contacted the shelter director and if she hadn't looked at her phone at that precise moment, he would not be with us now. Um, mm -hmm. That 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 is what I'm working on currently. Okay, we're certainly uh, check that out as well too, and uh, we'll talk about it when we have you back on next. And who do you consider your biggest influence in your career? My biggest influence in um, I would have to say, it like in my nursing career. It can be anything. Okay, so. The person, I'm just going to say the person that I admire the most, um, probably more than anyone in this world, is um, Amanda Opie Taylor, um, the president of Ring Dog Rescue. Um, she is an amazing woman. She is a, she has a criminal justice degree. She knows everything there is to know about animal welfare, animal rights in any county, any jurisdiction, anywhere. Um she has been at, she is also a member of the dog fighting task force. Um, she, and she has just, she's, she's a wonderful human being. Um, and I admire her so much that the book is actually dedicated to her. Um, be, and she flies under the radar. She doesn't like being noticed. She doesn't like anyone talking about her. Um, but she is a wonderful person and a wonderful advocate for um, um, animal rescue and bully breeds in general. That certainly is amazing. We will keep that in mind. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Um, the best advice I can give to anyone is to do to follow to follow your dreams and to never give up. Okay. And certainly as well, too, with uh, Mr. Monks as well. We're with author Don Blair of uh, me and Mr. Monks here on the Mike Wagner Show. Don, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learning a lot from you. Just a great heartfelt story. Looking forward to having it soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. And, of course, you can uh, bring your pets in on the next episode as well. And once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your book? Um, You can go to me, me and Mr. You can go to MrMonks.com. So mrmonks.com is his website and, or you can go to amazon.com or barnesandnobles.com. We will certainly check that out. Once again, Dawn, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love, have you back. And we wish you all best. And Dawn, 
you definitely have a great future ahead of you. Thank you so much for having me. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention The Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real life relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia, he is the author of Missing. And I wanna give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show. Brought to you by international award-winning author Mia Mosinzia of Missing. And powered by Sonic Web Studios. Be sure to join us again on over 40 podcast platforms. And of course, on the MikeWagnerShow.com, HamiltonRadio.net, and Diamonds FM. Don't forget to support our program with a generous donation at the MikeWagnerShow.com. Thanks for listening. 